Thank you for listening to this European Centre for Development Policy Management's ECDPM's Talking Points Audio. In this clip, ECDPM's Head of Strategy, Jean Bessoit, discusses the other forms of analysis that could respond to the growing needs of the delegations. This is part four of a four-part series. If you have any comments, leave them below. If they didn't do political economy analysis anymore, is there anything that could replace it? That's a very good question. Eh? So because uh, the communication now of the management of the Commission is not fully clear, what will happen with the PEA as it was developed uh, three years ago. But that, of course, does not mean that other forms of analysis uh, cannot also uh, partly uh, respond to the growing needs of EU delegations. And that's, of course, the good news. Eh? As I said, uh, it should not be a war between believers and non-believers eh? of modalities. You can discuss. There are other tools. Uh, I remain convinced that this tool has a number of advantages, especially the link with the economy, the political economy factors. But there are other tools that are there since a long time that remain valid. Eh? For instance, uh, you have the purely governance analysis tools, which look at governance, which focus then really on the issue of governance and accountability, so it's more a political analysis, it is there. The European Commission has developed a reference document even on how to do this, analyzing and addressing governance in sectors, that's a reference document. Um, so uh, another example of an uh, alternative uh, uh, complementary tool is the mappings of civil society actors. The Commission has a long tradition of doing mappings. Uh, of civil society actors and the current mappings are of the second generation and they are political mappings. So in fact they try to see not only who is there, who are the actors, but they see how these actors relate uh, relate with uh, the government. So these kind of tools, uh, they don't call them political economy analysis tools, but more and more they also uh, open up that political box, try to understand how these arenas work of uh, civil society actors working with government, trying to get accountability, trying to get a seat in public policy processes. So also these mappings can help the delegations a lot to understand, for instance, in a sector of education, how can we get change here, what role can civil society play. So this is another tool. Then you also have, of course, the um, conflict analysis uh, tool that is also being developed by AEIS because they realize that if you are in a conflict situation, you have to do the same kind of deep analysis. And eh? you cannot just uh, take a couple of international reports and say that's it. Uh, everything is moving all the time. So if you want to be a relevant player, you have to uh, understand always better what are the different elements that can drive or stop conflict. So conflict analysis is one of these other tools that the Commission is developing. But they all go in the same direction. I think that's the bottom line for me. If you want to be relevant development players, uh, we cannot longer simply say, okay, there is a national plan, there are reforms, the commitment of the government is formally there. That's not longer enough. Uh, you really have to better understand what drives change, the actors behind it, the interest. And then you have a diversity of tools that are interesting. And uh, now uh, to give another example of another tool, as you know, the new budget support guidelines. Uh, if uh, a country wants to have general budget support, now. Uh, be converted into good governance contracts, eh? uh, then of course there will be an eligibility test and to see whether or not democracy, human rights uh, are okay in these countries because it's seen that you cannot provide this kind of budget support if there is not a good performance on these fundamental elements of democracy, governance, human rights. This has to be assessed. 
Uh, I mean, you cannot just simply say yes or no, eh? so it has to be methodologically assessed. So delegations and the Commission will have to take informed decision. Well, there are also tools being developed now to do this, but that's of course also very tricky. Eh? One is a democracy moving, one is it not moving, what is the speed of reform, uh, uh, what is good progress, what is limited progress. Uh, we are of course not in a rocket science world, eh? but you can also not just do it intuitively. So there also you need to find the right tools. I think uh, for me the, the essence is that all these tools indicate that the development sector is trying, also the Commission, eh? and it should be applauded for this, is trying to better manage that political dimension. And so it was encouraging to see three years ago that we have these different tools, including political economy analysis, being given an institutional space and a chance to develop. So we can only hope that uh, this, this, this movement will continue eh? with a diversity of tools and that they can use in different contexts. Uh, none of them is a panacea, none of them is the Bible, but all of them can contribute something uh, according to the situation in which you are. And uh, it's good that delegations have this mix of instruments out of which they can choose. But the essence is always the same. If you don't have a better understanding of the arena, of the actors, of the interest of the power, then the chances that you will uh, spend your European tax money wisely are, are, are limited. And we all know this, and the delegations know it. So it's a common challenge to find the most relevant, suitable uh, tools. But they will always uh, imply a risk. They will always imply... Uh, a, poli uh, a political uh, leadership of the Commission, and that was visible in the political economy analysis we did in Senegal. The study would never have achieved anything if there was not a full-fledged political leadership of the delegation there to say we have, we need this, we go for it, we try to have the member states on board, we try to have even the Senegalese actors on board, because this is, this is the kind of navigation roadmap that we need to better understand the very dynamics in the belly of a given society. And this can only be of help to anyone to, to find a way and to make sure that money is used properly because at the end of the day that's why we are in the development sector. Huh? Uh, so uh, let's give us the tools of the trade in a more and more political uh, cooperation uh, and rightly so. Uh, but let's recognize that it will be always an uphill uh, struggle and that uh, stock taking and experimental and learning, joint learning, will always be important. And we will see where we stand in 10 years time, but I'm quite convinced that uh, we will have advanced uh, in, in that direction. And that's also the conclusion, by the way, of Carotus. He said, don't expect a revolution. Politics will always remain a difficult element to integrate in cooperation and aid. But we have uh, already done uh, quite a way. Uh, we have done uh, quite a... Uh, um, we have already done part of the journey. Uh, and the next steps will also not be easy, but let's go for it. There are a growing number of constituencies who see the need for this. So uh, let's, let's seize the opportunities that uh, will open up in the next years to, to go ahead along that route without ever thinking that it will be simple uh, on the country. But it's the way forward, uh, we believe also in our foundation. That was Jean Besoit, Head of Strategy, talking about political economy analysis. Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts, leave your comment below.